And it's officially 2019. After a long year and a short holiday break to send it off, we're nonetheless excited to begin another year. So welcome everyone to the first Talk Water episode of 2019. If you're finding yourself struggling to get your brain running at full speed after consuming close to your body weight in festive meals over the last week or two, you'll be happy to note that you're not the only one. To kickstart the getting back to work process, like all good days, my mornings the past week have all started with a takeaway cup of fresh brew. I'm now convinced that a good coffee shop requires only good coffee. A great coffee shop requires two things, good coffee and good conversation, or eavesdropping, whichever you prefer. However, it turns out that the best coffee shops require something all Starbucks community notice boards in the world can't emulate, an actual community. Which got me thinking about the difficulties cafe owners must face in getting customers to stick around. You know, I always thought coffee shops were created for people to engage with one another and meet new people and be community hubs. But with lingering Wi-Fi freeloaders at the back, the loss of conversation that's come at the expense of the digital age has now become more apparent than ever. More than newspapers or books, now you're likely to see a sea of phone or laptop screens. I don't know. Maybe you just want to down a cappuccino and don't really care much for chit-chat. But every now and then, a screen break isn't a bad idea. Have we really lost the art of conversation or the sense of belonging to a community? This is also an important question for the water industry. So let us, as water professionals, make a resolution this year to come together as a community, work together to communicate our efforts, our passion and our respect for our work. Welcome, everyone. Let's get started with the first piece of this month's podcast. We have online with us Reese Owen, our editor-in-chief. Reese, welcome back. Hope you had a great holiday. Um, hope you enjoyed time with family. Take us through what Blue Tick have been looking at for the last month or so. Hi, Divya. Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, I yeah, I can tell you about what we've been doing. Um, our looking ahead to this year, our springboard into 2019, if you like, was the Blue Tech end of year web briefing. That's now available for clients on our research platform. And in that presentation, our technology assessment group experts analysed the top three trends and developments from their specialist areas, and, and they presented what they expect to see in the new year. Uh, and also Paul O'Callaghan identified some overarching key trends and opportunities from the wider industry in general from 2018 and picked out uh, some rising star companies to watch in the next 12 months. So do check that out. That was very interesting. We also shared our new editorial calendar research topics. So the areas we're going to be looking at in the next year can be grouped into a few recurring themes. Uh, Most notable would be the advent of digital water, of course. Mm -hmm. This is an area that's going to prove, as everyone knows, transformational in in making the water sector more resilient. And it encompasses real-time sensors, monitoring, AI, machine learning for decision support tools and treatment plants. And all these subject areas are going to be the subject of upcoming reports this year. And we're also going to be investigating, in the meantime, some new paradigms within water. And what we mean by that are uh, completely new areas such as the emerging alternative sanitation economy. Uh, There's going to be a report on that, and we're going to be looking at the growth in the market for point-of-use treatment systems. And that's emerging as an issue 
in tandem with growing awareness of the range of hard-to-treat micropollutants mm -hmm. that are potentially present in drinking water sources. So other areas of innovation to be covered in greater detail in the coming year include uh, recovery of bioproducts from wastewater. Now, our clients will know we published an insight report into this uh, a few weeks ago, uh, but we intend to dig deeper into several areas of this. Uh, for example, we're going to report on advances in the use of algae for wastewater treatment. In the briefing, we also have a taster from our latest Horizon scan. Uh, that's going to be published this month. It's on bioelectrochemical systems in wastewater treatments. So that's particularly looking at microbial fuel cells and microbial electrolysis cells. Uh, and that's by tag expert Steve Gluck. He'll be looking at the technology as it's emerging and comparing the most innovative providers. And finally, on the subject of innovators, uh, Bluetech's latest company report looks at Aquafortis this month. Aquafortis is a New Zealand-based startup, and they initially focused on a rather unique forward osmosis process, which featured a draw solution which could be regenerated simply by changing the temperature. And the company made a fairly dramatic pivot then to offering instead its ABX technology, which is a a crystallizer targeted at the Zadel D market. Now this seems to have been paying off. Uh, in the middle of last year, the company announced a collaboration with uh, Petro H2O, who are based in Texas. Uh, Petro H2O Recovery, they treat, the, the, the contract was to treat and reuse high CDS waters produced in fracking. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, a, that's a $40 million contract for the first three years. And it's estimated to bring in over $25 million annually beyond that. So uh, it was a gamble, it's paid off, and uh, hopefully, uh, well, we, uh, we would hope the sim similar success for all our clients uh, this year. Fantastic. Thanks very much for that, Reese. A lot of work uh, certainly being, being planned for, the, for 2019, and just a couple of things to highlight there, I suppose. Aquafort, as you mentioned, was one of the companies we had in the pavilion showcase at Aquatech Amsterdam, I think back in 2015 or 2016. And it's great to see that they've progressed so much so quickly. Yeah. So we're going to continue doing our what we do, which is market analysis. We're going to continue tracking installations. We're going to continue looking, tracking the velocity and, and speed in which a technology or a company successfully brings a technology to market. We did a report. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We did a report on bioproduct recovery. You're right, and it's good to see that we're going into more detail into each of those chap various chapters. Um, so it's great to see that's happening as well. We're going to be at a number of different events this year. Um, I mentioned Aquatech Amsterdam. That's taking place again in October. But then there's also WefTech. There's also World Water Tech taking place in London at the end of next month. Um, and of course, our very own event, Blue Tech Forum, taking place in London also in June. So a lot happening. And uh, great. Thanks very much for the update, Reese. And I'll be in touch with you again for next month. Great. Thanks, Divya. Thanks, Reese. Moving on to our next piece for today. Many of you who tuned into our end of year webinar just before Christmas might have heard us briefly talk about the point of use market. Point of use, POU, or point of entry, POE, water treatment systems are, as their names imply, water treatment systems located either immediately preceding the use of water or upon entry of the building where the water will be used. Now, these systems often are treating municipally supplied water or in more rural or remote areas, maybe treating raw water from the environment, like, for example, from wells. 
Many of you might say, well, I understand its need in the rural space or rural setting, but what is driving this in the urban developed towns? I mean, that these towns are already supplied by a local municipality. So what's the need for point of view system? Well, you know, just like we like knowing how many hours we've slept, the steps we've walked or the calories we're consuming, we want to track what's in our water. And if not for you, when your neighbour starts worrying about trace pharmaceuticals or endocrine-disrupting compounds or other emerging contaminants and buys a point-of-use treatment solution, there's a good chance you'll start to think about buying one yourself. The social pressures of keeping up with the Joneses is likely to be a more significant driver for this market than regulation in most countries. Now, we've been noticing how companies are increasingly catering to the needs of the customers and offering tunable water. Bluetech will very soon publish a report on this topic, and I have online with me today the author of the report, Tyler Algio, who will share with us some insights from our research. Tyler, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and over to you. Yes, thanks very much, Divya. Uh, we've been digging into this market that is worth tens of billions of dollars. Uh, growth in the market seems to be driven by several factors uh, with strong regional differences. For example, incidents like Flint, Michigan and growing awareness of micropollutants are causing consumers in Western countries to increasingly seek point-of-use, point-of-entry treatment. Additionally, rising income in Asia and other regions is increasing the customer base that can afford a point-of-use or point-of-entry treatment system Mm -hmm. in places where the municipal water quality has often not been reliable. In terms of market dynamics, historically the market has been dominated by large entrenched players with strong brand names like BWT, Culligan, as well as thousands of Me Too products uh, or copycats that create a race to the bottom in terms of price. Uh, These companies typically offer granular media like activated carbon and reverse osmosis systems. But we have found um, that there are several potential threats to the traditional business models in some extent due to the new entrants but more so to do with the way business models may change. That's really interesting. So who are the new entrants to the market, Tyler? Uh, In terms of new entrants, we're seeing a variety of new treatment technologies come in, uh, for one. In the near term, we're seeing some strong potential for the UV LED systems, uh, which although are more costly than conventional lamps in many uh, situations, Mm -hmm. they do offer significant advantages that make LED systems ideally suited for point-of-use treatment. And these new treatment technology entrants are partnering with other players that are in themselves new entrants to the point-of-use market, even if they've been uh, in business for 100 years. For example, pipes and fitting companies are designing uh, UV LED systems into their faucet products. Uh, We discuss other treatment innovations in the report, but the innovations is not only happening at the treatment level. Uh, We're also seeing standard technology treatments, um, treatment technologies paired with added value features brought in by white good manufacturers who are taking a treatment technology uh, and packaging it into a sleek system that offers uh, water with specific remineralization or different temperatures or gas infusions. Um, And those systems are also getting smarter, both in terms of IoT, Internet of Things, data-enabled opportunities, as well as water quality analysis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Related to the trend of consumers becoming increasingly aware Um, they're educating themselves more instead of just relying on the technicians from the big brands to install the system for them. Part of the tools now at their disposal are water quality sensors built for the consumers to test their own water. Um, The implications of this are pretty far-ranging, but to give one example, uh, if your business model is based on having a a customer agree to a service contract um, that is 
sees them having uh, their filter replaced every six months, but now they can actually test their own water and find out that maybe their filters last two years or more before needing replacement, that could be a serious threat to your business. Mm -hmm. uh, now, not every consumer is going to go and do this, uh, but it's a trend that the industry needs to keep an eye on. And, and that's a great point. I mean, we've seen companies like Lishto, which is an Israeli company that offers a a handheld device for detecting contaminants in drinking water to their customers um, as opposed to you know customers having to rely on the point of view system technician as you say to tell them when to replace their filters so and it's designed to be convenient in the way that the device can communicate with the smartphone app via bluetooth so you're right the whole area of empowering customers is certainly becoming very relevant exactly and we discussed that more in the report. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's important to note that not all the activity and innovation represents direct threats to uh, the so-called you know, pieces of the, the point of use, point of entry market pie that are already held by established players. Um, in many cases, the new entrants that we spoke with are actually targeting new opportunities in the point of use market um, that do not go head to head with the major players or compete directly with activated carbon or reverse osmosis but are actually going to make the whole point of use pie larger uh, with new applications. I think this is a wise move uh, because the number of potential applications are potentially limitless. Anywhere water enters a building or leaves a tap, you can install some sort of treatment system. Um, and each application has its own requirements. So any company that can provide a product better than what's out there on the market for that specific, uh, you know, I, I, I'm loath to call it a niche because the um, the installation points are so numerous, but it's a niche product with its own special requirements, and, and they can do very well if, if they out-compete um, the other uh, product offerings. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Tyler. And as you say, the marketplace is indeed very busy with a sea of new entrants, and I suppose from a consumer perspective, it must be overwhelming to see to see so many suppliers in the, in the market. Um, and also overall, I think obtaining all the proper tests and the acceptance of water experts who are traditionally very conservative um, will will be key. Um, also talking about catering to customers, you might have recalled the, the news we saw last year about Voltea offering the perfect water for coffee. Um, it launched its first CAPDI point of use product and won the Breakthrough Water Treatment Technology of the Year Award um, at the event. Um, what's amazing about all of this, as you say, as we mentioned earlier, is that it's all being driven from the consumer's concern regarding water quality, something that we really haven't seen before in our sector. So thanks very much for the update, Tyler. We look forward to reading the report in the coming weeks. Thanks very much. And on that note, I'd like to thank you for listening to this month's podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions, please drop me an email at divya, D-I-V-Y-A dot inna, I-N-N-A at bluetechresearch.com. We wish you a very happy and successful 2019. Have a great week.